Star Wars. Wicked. Is your baseball lifestyle tattoo going to be Star Wars themed? Uh, no. Um, That'd I, be cool. I don't know exactly which. I would like to do a circle logo of some kind, but uh, we'll, we'll see what it comes down to. Yeah, do the do the, the cross bats logo, but with lightsabers. Interesting. That's, that's interesting. Bill, would you get a BL tattoo? No. Not even if the entire team okay, got hold it. On. So who was no. involved in this conversation? Tristan was talking about the other day how bad he wants to get a tattoo, and he was talking about uh, getting a ice cream cone. Are we recording? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I needed to make sure that this was happening. <laughs> so he wanted an ice cream cone or a Charizard. So if he did the ice cream cone, yes, Bill, those are completely different things. Um, if he did the ice cream cone, uh, cone, it would be the frozen roast, which turned into a conversation of all of us getting team tattoos. No. I was not involved in those conversations. No, no. <laughs> Survey says. Well, Gerson, no. you had a flight issue that day, so that might have gotcha. been. Gotcha. This is what happens when I'm not here. Nobody yeah. has worse flight history than you. You thought I was joking when, when no, our no, no, flight it's, got deleted. It's, and... it's, it's not just me thinking it was you. Um, now I was wondering when our plane was feeling like it was going to crash. That was also <laughs> because of you. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's not great. Yeah. But. We made it. I got back here. You know what's great about being back here today, though? What is so great, Dennis? Tell me. It's opening day. Opening it, day. It is opening day. Woo! We finally made it. Uh, very exciting. Uh, long awaited. I guess we're kind of just a week late in all reality, so not too, too bad. And it wouldn't be opening day if the Mets didn't already have news and Jacob deGrom not pitching since we did our predictions. Yeah absolutely fantastic i just want to say that you you also made jokes about me being scared that i was gonna no i I actually i but but like you saying that like him getting hurt now bellies my point yeah we also are absolutely gonna tear through the division because this is the proof because this is the most lucky they've been and and i can't imagine how long so he has a a minor bone issue Mm -hmm. in a Otherwise, not like he that's not going to break on him, even if he were to continue to pitch with it. So we're going to get a refreshed version of DeGrom who Mm -hmm. will make his 25 starts plus through the end of the season instead of missing the midpoint when it's super imperative that he's there. I can't I couldn't ask for more. And this is why, again, the Mets are going to win. Everybody else out here fucking up. They're not having their injuries now. They're going to have their injuries later. Mets are taking them now. The mm-hmm. World Series, it's easy. The 2022 opening day starter is going to be a great trivia question like 10 years from now. When they were like World Series, they won 120 games, and you're like, how Who did it the get there? And it was starter. like Tyler McGill won the Cy Young Award that year. <laughs> oh, so are we changing our pick? Oh, no, I'm not changing <laughs> my sticking, kid. It's bro- we're sticking with so, the So that's also, like, I saw it in the show notes. First off, I'm just, I'm just no change there. of fucking anything. Okay, cool. The next time we get to make any adjustments to this, is all star game. Yep. It's 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 during the break. Yep. The, the, you ride or die with your picks right now. You can't change. Cool. That's fine. I just I just put uh, it out there because of course as we unanimously chose Jacob Degrom 
and he's not pitching on opening day, and it was just like naturally. But that's why I think he's still going to win. Okay, that's fine. I, listen, I, honestly, as much as I just kind of wanted to put it in there for conversation, if he is coming back in a reasonable amount of time, they said like um, they're shutting him down for a month, and then he's going to start throwing again. Is that what I? Yeah, is that correct? Okay, yep. cool. So if and that's he's the already, case, he's already ten days in, so he's he's got he's got two and a half weeks left. Right. So at that point, <coughs> it's like, all right, great. So he'll be ready to roll in May when it's nice and warm, and he'll be good. And hopefully, everyone else on our team is right. healthy, and we'll be ready to rock. He he's not even. It's not even just like part of May. It's, it's gonna, like the entirety of May. Yeah. Yep. So <coughs> glorious. Now, so if you look at like most of the guys in the league, like the the most games started last season was tied by a number of different people mm-hmm. but it was 33 starts the reality for me is Degrom's going to end up missing three starts that's it yep that's what it's going to work out to be and he'll make three starts in the postseason uh, so that that <laughs> but then that means to me right like he still can make 30 starts that's why i'm not making any changes for my Cy young pick like i i I see no reason to. Perfect. He's going to make more than enough to be qualified for it, and he's going to have a one ERA. It's interesting that you said that too. Of like they'll have injuries later instead of now. Two teams who we have talked about as like being potential contenders: Astros and the Red Sox. Both don't start this season with their aces. Chris Sale's on the sixty-day DL with a <laughs> with a rib issue, which interestingly enough, uh, he had it in the off season, but because he didn't have team doctor access because of the lockout wasn't treated and then it rolled over into now he's out for two months um that's what what's crazy to me is like he didn't he couldn't go to any doctor to get this thing treated yeah i i didn't get that like you couldn't even get a recommendation spiteful give me give me james andrews like no nobody nobody wasn't allowed to go right that's i guess so can't go to the team doctor and the other guy is lance mccullers who had a little bit of a forum issue in the in the postseason last year still kind of um, dealing didn't, with didn't that, I see Lance Lynn is also a little, a little Lance Lynn also yes he has he has a tear in his knee and he's out minimum four yeah, weeks so again but right, we're how, right, we're talking how about these... could the Mets be more lucky honestly so. yeah a little stress reaction in the scapula no problem easy peasy mm-hmm. easy peasy lemon squeezy but of course the Mets have the steel headlines before anything even gets going yes naturally um, and then other big news Bobby Witt Julio Rodriguez and Spencer Torkelson will all be on the opening day roster. Love it. Yeah, I love it. Again, I think we go back last week and we were all talking about who we thought was going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't even realized how mega of a spring training Bobby had even had. Yeah, he's destroying. His OPS in the in the spring was 1,200. Yeah, so that, that was kind of the thing. was like, all right, how do you not put him on the team? <laughs> he's going to be an absolute monster. Yeah. Yeah, so Monster. super pumped for them and, and excited to see how they do. Uh, Julio Rodriguez is also playing pretty solid, so definitely going to be uh, an interesting year. Uh, and then other big news this week, uh, Jose Ramirez got the extension he was looking for from the <laughs> from the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, Bill is stepping out briefly. Uh, I think it's I think it was good. I know there was a, a lot of questions last week if there was going to be a trade for Jose. The Blue Jays were in on him. The Padres were in on him big time. Um, and I think that trade was going to happen almost immediately if they couldn't figure out the uh, extension, but they did. And from what I understand, he really wanted to stay in Cleveland. So good for the Indians. They got their guy. They, they Guardians. Their <coughs> Guardians, you're right. Uh, <laughs> they got their guy. They're keeping him there. And I think he was one of their big core pieces. For So losing him would have set them back dramatically. Um, yeah, it lets so, me know that they're done with, like, the purge. Yeah. Right? Like, yes. it, that was kind of one of those things that was, like, on the on the border of, like, do they trade? Are they going to end up trading Bieber? Are they going to end up trading uh, 
Ramirez? Are they mm-hmm. going to move on? Are they going to reshape this roster? Yep. But no, it looks like, hey, we did what we needed to do. We've reset, reloaded. Mm-hmm. We, we got it all over with in one year. Now we're going to do the little things that we need to put down the foundation and then hope our young guys progress. Yep. Which I love. Yep, exactly. And, and I think they have a nice little core there now where they can kind of start <clears throat> being more competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, their pitching staff has the potential to be very solid. Um, and I'm, it's, I, I think the – I mean, the AL Central is always kind of a question mark, but I think the, the, the Guardians will be more competitive than people think. Um and it'll be exciting. Also, big trades in the AL Central. Uh, the Twins today just moved uh, Tyler Rogers, Taylor, Taylor Rogers, and Brent Rooker to the Padres for Chris Paddock and Emilio Pagan. Um, the Padres have been trying to move Paddock for a little bit now. Yep, almost uh, to the Mets. Almost to the Mets for Dom Smith, which I don't think anyone really wanted. What was your thought on that? <clears throat> I honestly, I think it ended up being a situation where the Padres reached out to the Mets mm-hmm. and the Mets took the phone call and were willing to kind of have a conversation Yeah, and agents released that the Mets were doing it and they, they tried to make it that there was New York pressure to get a deal done. Mm-hmm. Um, but then most of the fan base was like, this looks gross. Yep. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't know how far that even ended up getting. I think it ended up being a way that they were trying to get more out of other teams. Yes. And, and I think it was at the time when DeGrom's injury had just come out and it was like, oh, yes, the New York pressure of we need to add a starter mm-hmm. or whatever. But I don't don't really think that's the case. And obviously the Mets didn't think either. And obviously Donald Smith had a really solid spring training and I think he's primed to have a good season. So I, it wouldn't have made much sense for me. Question is, though, <clears throat> for Dom, where yep. is he playing? That is the question. Um, DH? But, like, no? I don't know. It's 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 questionable. Because my bigger my – bigger the opening day – My bigger lineup. question at this point, right, with Dom Smith is just, is is he the DH? Is he the left fielder? Because they, they've been playing they're, – they're thinking about playing Nimmo in, in center field, right? So, mm-hmm. I have the depth chart up now, and it looks like he is second uh, on first base, he's second at left field, and he's second at DH. Right, which so. which is kind of like that that slippery slope of what do you do with Dom Smith, right? Mm-hmm. Like with everything that you just said, is Dom Smith going to play every single day? He's just going to happen to play every single day at, at at three different spots. Yeah, I guess that's kind of their hope that they can utilize him in a bunch of different ways and then kind of <clears> minimize injuries and all that stuff. Like obviously, Robbie Cano is not going to play every day, but he's an injury risk. Um, and we'd rather have like his bat actually looked pretty decent in spring training, so I think they want to at least see what they have. We're with talking him. about Robbie. Yeah, listen, Robbie. Robbie looked great, but uh, in 13 games, Dom Smith had a 13.77 OPS. Right. This spring. Yeah. No, I know. You, That's you, what I'm saying. I, it's hard. I don't. I don't care who looked good. Dom Smith. His last two healthy seasons, which was 2020, and this season. He looks like that guy that we thought he was going to be last year when we were like, yo, the Mets are going to be filthy because you got Conforto, you got him, you got Lindor, you got... And then everything kind of fell apart for every single person who exists. Yep. That's why I stand by my Mets are going to win it all mantra is they have got too much talent. You, you got a guy like Dom Smith who's who, who would start for 85% of the teams in the league. Mm-hmm. And, he, and I think that's what the Padres were thinking up. about as well as like... They have Hosmer, who's fine. They have Luke Voigt, who's fine. But Donald Smith could come in and be a, a, a better version of those guys. And I, I saw what they were trying to do. Um, 
but I'm glad the Mets didn't do that because I think super happy. I think Dom could potentially like go off, and then the Mets have no choice but to play him all the time, which would create just an interesting dynamic with the the situation they have right now. Yep. Um, <clears throat> sticking in the East for a second, I want to talk about this because I thought it was a very interesting little little tidbit. Um, the AL East win projections came out from Fangraphs, and they have the Yankees, Blue Jays. Rays and Red Sox at 88 and 74 which so so Dennis immediately was like no somebody in there's gonna have 95 plus wins right yeah and I remember last year when the projections came out we had a conversation and it was the the Braves I think were set up at like 94 and the Mets were at call it 90 I think somewhere around there um and we were like no I don't think this is right it's gonna be a bloodbath the Braves ended up with 88 and 74 yeah, and then everybody else was destroyed, and I think it's the same situation of that division is going to be a bloodbath, and somebody's co- going to come out with somebody will survive the bloodbath yes. and end up having a better record. I think. Yep. I think again when you look at last year, the Phillies were eighty-two and eighty, but they got super hot at the end and mm-hmm. made it look better than it was. The Mets were seventy-seven and eighty-five, and I feel like they didn't win a game in the second half. Yes, like they finished I think eleven back, and they were at some point ten up. So, yes, it was I think putting 88 and 74 for four different teams in the same division is already silly. Well, yes. they, they all had over 90 wins last season in that division. But I just to project that that's what's going to happen to me is silly because you have to choose a clear one. You have to choose somebody. Yes. And, again, to me, the biggest problem that the Yankees have is they have the worst pitching. Yep. And if they have the worst pitching, everybody in that division can hit to some degree. Mm-hmm. Like, and Toronto can absolutely blast the ball. So I don't know how – I don't my, – my thing with the Yankees is they're going to be so boom or bust mm-hmm. that I, I challenge that they're going to be much better than, like, an 85-win team unless they figure out something else in their in their starting rotation. Yeah, and I, and I have to assume if they are – going to make any time any kind of moves that will be in that category um but yes i did think it was a bit odd that there was not more of definition but i do get why like you can look at all those teams and say all right they both mash like what are we it's very evenly matched as far as the lineups go everybody can hit and i think it'll, it'll be like a super competitive division i just don't know i think we all kind of agree that toronto will be the one to come out of it mm-hmm. but potentially it could be the Rays. potentially it could be the yankees it doesn't matter um but I do think of those four teams, the Yankees will be the easiest one to bust mm-hmm. because of their pitching. But I did think it was interesting that everyone else also agreed that there was a lot of uh, equal lineups and kind of just uh, the matchups. Yeah, again, I think it's a bloodbath division. Yeah, for right. sure. That's why I kind of that's why I got what what they were doing there because it felt like the same for way. For sure. So the way did, we looked at the East last Dennis, year. Dennis, what did the NL East come at? Because again, we were talking about you know. Our thoughts on the division. Mm-hmm. The NL East last year, the Braves had 88 wins. No, wh- oh. what's the projection for this upcoming year? Oh, I'll look that I up. See the, I see the East win projections oh, here. I'd love to know what the what the NL East. Because I, I would say that those those two divisions is the most, like, unknown. I think the... Which site did you use, Gers? <clears throat> uh, it was Fangraphs. Fangraphs coming through with the clutch. While he's looking that up, what what's your thoughts on the new, like... Uh, sign relaying technology for the catcher and the pitcher. Um, I know we talked about this earlier as like a potential thing. I'm, honestly, I was kind of surprised that it's made its way so fast, but yeah. I know that it's MLB's way of putting a Band-Aid mm-hmm. on all the cheating mm-hmm. they've had to deal with. Um, it's fine at this point. Like, 
I understand the functionality of it. Personally, I just liked the, uh, and we've talked about this, like I'm kind of just like a idealist of, I like this, the natural way of baseball has been in the past and just using signs and whatever and having to chess and out chess the other person of how to, how to, how to make sure they don't know what it is. But I understand the functionality. Obviously there's cameras and different things now that have been incorporated where teams are using them. Um, did you see uh, Carlos Beltran's interview? I heard about Carlos Beltran's interview. Uh I, I the big takeaway I heard him say was there there will always be like a stain on that World Series. Yes, there will be a stain, but also he said that everyone knew it was happening and if they had been told to stop they would have, but because it was working and no one was saying stop, why would they have? Yeah. At which <clears throat> fair. Facts. At, at, I guess if you're if you're if it's working, what what are you going to do? Yeah. Um and I think it was interesting, like, that interview came out, like, right as this was announced. So it was like, yeah, I have to assume that there was a lot of conversation about it. Um, but I think it's good. You know, whatever, it'll make it – I'm sure it'll speed the game up a little bit and takes away the cheating to some degree. Um, I know not every team's using it. Um, I think it's going to end up being more of a hassle than a, a quality thing in the beginning. Uh, just because I don't I, – nobody's going to know how to use it well. It's yeah. not going to be as well practiced as throwing up signs and, and right. that relationship and what that is. For speed and quickness of what it's going to be, I doubt guys use it. Big game situations, maybe guys do it. Sure. If there's guys on base and it's like we need to get this out and we get the bases loaded two outs, like I can't have anybody stealing a sign right now. Sure, go ahead, do your yeah. thing. But um, the other good thing about it is I, I think when you have your backup catcher who doesn't know maybe what he wants to – like what he's trying to say to the pitcher – Mm-hmm. If we're crossing up signs, we don't know exactly. Like, no more cross-ups. Like, hey, yeah. press the button. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's there's also always that problem with like relievers coming in and and kind of not knowing whatever and the signs and the which which indicator and what it just <clears throat> makes it simplifies Correct. it all. So, I, I, sure, I, I see the functionality of it and and great. I think there's there's ways to improve the game that without like massively changing yeah. it like i know we've talked about that they've tried to you know put together some different rules and stuff what do we got d uh so i have different numbers than what gerson was saying so oh, wow. I, it could have updated since then oh wow um, okay. but oh, wow. A, i guess i will start ale's projections uh blue jays are at top 92 and 70 uh yankees would be second 91 and 71 uh red sox 87 50 uh 75 and rays would be 85 77 wow so that must have just updated wow uh, the NL East, they have the wow. the Braves winning 93 games, uh, Mets winning 89, Phillies winning 88, and Marlins winning 83. Hmm. So that, that actually ends up being just as much of a bloodbath yeah. as the AL East. So if, you, if you're an East fan, just go to any park you want to on any given day and watch bloodbaths. Just watch it be a a absolute terrifying experience to. I mean, watch statistically baseball. speaking, in May, if you're watching an <clears throat> NL East game, more than likely you can get a Cy Young contender against another Cy Young contender. And and, and you're gonna see home runs. You get the DH now. Mm-hmm. The world is a great place. Yes. And speaking of home runs, I I feel like and we and we had kind of talked about this after the episode last week. We didn't talk about Shohei Otani enough. Uh, no, we, we, we didn't really bring up Shohei because I think – so I've said in passing on the show recently, I think this season will be better than last season's for Otani. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I think he has more protection than he had all of last year. Last year he was really, for a lot of it, doing it himself. Walsh was some protection. Uh, it really it, – having Trout in the lineup is going to be so much of a table setter for him because what you can't walk him. 
right? And if you throw him junk, my only hope is he lays off more of the junk out of the zone mm. because he's able to stay more patient. And his hit tool is incredible, Yep. right? So the downside is when you have a guy whose hit tool is so incredible, he thinks he can hit everything, he stretches his own zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with If Trout gets on base 50% of the time, like you're now in a situation where he, he could steal second. Like, so you can't throw a pass ball past him because he's moving, he's quick. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to throw more fastballs. Otani eats fastballs. Crush that. Yep. Um, I think Otani is in the Cy Young award mm-hmm. conversation because he was dominant in the second half. Yes. Uh, and I think he, he's, he's going to hit close to 50 home runs. Yep, that's kind of that's kind of why I Otani watches back on. Otani watches absolutely back on, and I think even more prevalent this year because we know what what he can do for real. And it's like, yes, I I wanna I wanna keep an eye on it constantly because watching him watching his second half on the mound last year, he he turned it up and he found his his consistency. I think was his main problem in the first half and second half he was lights out, filthy like under two ERA for a lot of it. Um, and then, yes, his hit tool is ridiculous. He's going to have another year under his belt of learning and getting better. And, yeah, I, I think he's going to – you know what triggered me thinking about this was that uh, the interview with um, uh, – who is it? Uh, the Mad Dog on ESPN. Okay. And I forget who the lady was, but she said that he is not the number one player because he's a pitcher. And I was just like and, – and the majority <sighs> of the baseball world was also like, that is a ridiculous take. He is doing – MVP numbers on both sides of the ball, so why? Like why? So I was kind of just like, all right, we need to we need to keep emphasizing Otani because he is going to keep building on it, and it's going to be ridiculous. So we 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 talked about it. Like I don't think that we have, I don't think we have a good idea of how good he really is because he wasn't able to do his best work mm-hmm. at the same time, right? Right. Yep. But his first half, he batted 279 with a 364 on base percentage and a 698 slugging percentage for a 1062 OPS. Right? Yep. So let's assume he's a 1000 OPS person in the second half last year. Right? He ended up having roughly the same amount of plate appearances. He had about 50 less, right? Mm -hmm. So he had 50 less total plate appearances. But he had 33 home runs in the first half and only 13 in the second. With that same same OPS, he hits close to 23-24. We're talking that last year Otani comes up and is approaching 60 home runs. If he's that player... While also being the pitcher he was in the second half. Now, again, the the chances of all of this happening mm-hmm. are slim to none. Yep. But in the second half, Otani, his, his um, I'm looking for his, his game, 2.84 ERA in 10 starts. In the second half? In the second half. Like, and he had a below one whip. But his strikeouts actually went down mm-hmm. because he was tr- he, he was doing so much. But he finished 9-2 and two as a pitcher last year. 
But you know what? It, I think more just because he had to come out of the game sometimes, right? And it, and what I think more it is in terms of his strikeouts was that he was trying to do too too much striking yeah. out, and it was like, yeah. okay, I'll just be economical and get out, so that's going to get me more wins. Yep. And then all of a sudden, he has a sub three ERA. So if he has a sub three ERA and he hit sixty home runs, and he bats two eighty, he's the he's it's it's stupid, guys. Yep. We're going to be having the same conversation again. I think I think the excitement won't be there. Because people will be like, okay, we've seen it before. It's like mm-hmm. LeBron. LeBron probably should have like 11 MVPs. Mm-hmm. But people got bored. They yeah. were like, yeah, you know, we've seen this before. And yeah, you are the best player. But like, you also have too many now. And if you get any more, you'll have more than Jordan. So we can't let you do that. So like, we'll they, just They just stop. look for something different we'll just because. Just yeah. He's going to... This this season, and it's, it's one of the seasons where he's... Like, the team he plays on was bad. Mm-hmm. But, like, LeBron's going to lead the league in scoring. And he's 37 years old. And, like, you're you're telling me that this guy only has three or four MVPs? Stop. And, like, it's the same thing. Otani's going to do this this year. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, we'll give you another MVP because, yeah, you're the best player. Mm-hmm. But next year we're going to choose somebody else because it's more exciting to choose other people. Right. Uh, and not because he's not the GOAT. And and I think we all we, we all got lulled into that. Because I will say the the best hitter in the league by far though, uh, is Soto. Yep. And I, I think he he's a guy who if his second half is his full season, he's gonna do some things that we haven't seen since Barry was making his run in the in the mid two thousands. because he finished in a down year last year, batting three thirteen with twenty nine home runs, did Soto. Like yep. What? What? So I, I, uh, I think Otani watch. I, I also want to want to throw Soto into the Soto. You want to do a Soto watch? Yeah, because I think I, I would love to see like a home run competition, mm-hmm. kind of open up. Yeah, between a few guys this year, because I think if Otani's running like that, and 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 Pete Alonso and Soto, uh, and maybe, maybe, uh, Vladdy Jr. We could we could get one of those you know late nineties. Mm-hmm. How many guys are going to hit sixty kind of deals? That would be sick. I think there kind of was that feeling a little bit last year with um, with Vladdy and Otani because they were kind of neck and neck for like the majority of the year. Um, but yes, that would be super epic. And obviously, having Otani versus Soto in the in the Harmon Derby last year was was pretty epic as well. Soto in the <laughs> second half had a three forty eight batting average, eleven sixty four OPS. He hit eighteen home runs. Yes, that's why at the end of the year we were like. Is it Soto or is it Harper? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Soto came on in a big way. So yeah, yeah I'm I'm down. We'll we'll start the Soto watch and Otani watch, and we'll we'll keep her going. Love keep it. her going all season. Love um, it. Obviously, today's opening day. Very exciting. Um, Dennis, we've got a new segment, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we do. Oh, we've cool. got a new segment going on, and we're gonna we're gonna bring you guys over, and you're gonna get to meet our uh, our betting expert. Uh, welcome. <laughs> To Boba Betts. Woo! I wouldn't call myself an expert. However, we have, <laughs> speaking of Otani Watch, a Showtime odds boost tonight. It's a promo on DraftKings. Plus 700 if he gets 5Ks and a home run tonight. So I put 20 bucks down on that. Nice. You threw the 20 on it? Yep. I think, that's a good, I think that's a good call. I like that. And then, obviously, by the time people listen to this, they won't be able to do the opening day stuff with me. I just figured Maybe. I'd you never uh, know. Give an idea as to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I went with uh, 
parlay of every game except for the Mets game because for some reason it didn't populate on mine. Uh, I had the Brewers, Royals, Cardinals, Reds, Padres, and Astros all winning. That's going to be plus 4357. And I put 10 bucks down on that. Hope for the best. See what it goes. On that, on that uh, plus 4,357, what do you win on $10 bet? Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but somewhere around like the $400 range it'll wind up being. That's a that's a, a fantastic return for minimal investment. Yes. Uh, so so Boba Betts, uh, is is there any other place that I should be putting my money right now? Um, well, we've already talked about Blue Jays as a futures for the World Series. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. I got it at plus twelve hundred. Uh, I feel, think it's down to like plus six or seven hundred now. So they just keep going up and up and up. I uh, haven't looked too far into the weekend stuff, but uh, stay tuned on TikTok because this will be more of a TikTok thing as well. Yes. Thank you, Boba. We appreciate you. We'll no see problem. you next week, Boba. <laughs> I, I, I love I love having uh, a segment for us where we can get into some stuff. We had the Otani watch. Yes. Uh, I'm happy that we now have Boba Betts. I feel bad that he kicks Dennis out of his seat so that he can give his predictions. I know, but, that's disrespectful. You we know, in his own seat. At, at he was least, supposed to rule with respect, and now he's kicking me out of my own chair. You know, typical mercenary. Yep. But, yeah, I think we're going we're gonna to get into some more segments this year and kind of our, our podcast is ever-changing. Everyone who's been listening in the last year Super has Super appreciate you. Yes, yes. we got a lot of good stuff coming this year. I think it's going to be very exciting. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a lot of wild cards, honestly. I think that there's going to be a lot of stuff that as much as we've predicted different things and that every team has a lot of potential. So I think there's going to be some stuff that we don't see coming and I'm excited to see what happens. Like what, what's your super hot take? And I'll start off. We all know my super hot take Yeah. and I'm going to throw it out here. Uh, five New York Mets players hit 30 home runs. Okay. Now mm. who are my five? Lindor hits 30. Yeah. Escobar hits 30. Pete Alonso hits 30. I believe that Dom Smith hits 30. My wild card in this entire thing is who is the fifth player? I don't know yet. So, I, so Dom, Lindor, Dom, Lindor, Pete. Escobar, and Pete. Who's your fourth? Mm, Who's my fifth? Fifth. fifth so my say. fifth truly, if I if I I had the combination, this is why I think that he'll hit 30. My person is Brandon Nimmo. Really? <laughs> and and my reason for it being Brandon Nimmo. Has he ever hit 20? Yes. Okay. Maybe. Possibly not. I'm on it. Dennis my, is pulling it up. So, so the reason why it's Brandon Nimmo is I think the most at-bats that Nimmo ever had in a season was 535 at-bats. Or uh, plate appearances. Mm-hmm. Only 433 at-bats. Because he's either been hurt or he wasn't getting full-time. No, the most amount of home runs he's ever 17. hit in the season, season is 17. So hear me out. Okay. That season, though... He was an 886 OPS. And with that season, he also hit 28 doubles. Now, there is a player, right, mm-hmm. who used to play for the Mets. And he was a fantastic player. But his power just didn't really come through for the Mets. He was, you know, low double digits, 12 home runs, 13 home runs. One year he had 14 home runs, but in between there he had nine, six, six, two. But then at age 31, he hit 25 home runs and 47 doubles later in his career. Why did he do that? 
Well, he learned some things about his swing. He started to focus on some other stuff. He got some health. He got some better experience. I'm talking about Daniel Murphy. I think that Nimmo and Murphy are very close comparably. Mm-hmm. The th- reason why I think that uh, Nimmo is going to have a power surge, though, is because of where the lineup that he's in. If you've got that many guys hitting home runs, it becomes contagious. Mm-hmm. Right? And it starts to lift. And I could see that he's going to be a guy who who flirts with the 30 mark this year. And the last little caveat to it, is this a free agency year for him? I suppose it is. Sure, is no, sure enough is. He is a free agent after this year. So if the Mets want to get him back on the team, they're going to have to I, they're going to have to shell out for that guy. So my thing is going into that offseason, a team that's going to be winning, he's going to have some fun games. There's going to be some stuff in there. He might have a shot at being at the top of the lineup on a consistent basis covered with protection. Mm-hmm. Nimmo I think ends up hitting close to 30 home runs. Interesting. It's <clears throat> an interesting take. And that's my hot take. Again, this is something that I don't actually look at and go, man, high probability I'd put all my money on the line for mm-hmm. it. But I don't think it's impossible. And, in fact, I think that it's more than likely going to happen. Okay. I like that. I like it. What's your hot take? I'm thinking. I'm trying to conjure one up. Deets, you got a hot take for me? I'm just going to go based off of yours because this was a discussion that when you brought this to the table, mm-hmm. Yankees will hit more home runs than the Mets will this year. So is that a hot take, though? I don't think so. That's that's a prediction. I don't know if that's a hot take. Fair enough. I think that I'll everybody get... expects them to do it right now. Okay. So we'll get spicier. Give me a minute. Okay. Um, all right. I'll go a little bit lighter. Um, I think the San Francisco Giants, and then we talk about them a lot. Oh, don't do it. No, I'm not going to do something crazy. <laughs> relax, relax. I think they will be in very close competition for the West. Okay. I think a lot closer than we're assuming they will be because obviously last year was just insane that like pretty much their entire roster had the best season they'd ever had and it was just like this perfect like magic of how 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 did they do this okay um i think they still have a pretty solid lineup and I, i'm actually i actually think they're after looking into them a little bit more i think they're going to be more competitive than we feel like they're going to be i don't think that they're not going to be competitive again i i just i look at that the the dodgers and mm-hmm. i just don't know if anybody can come close to them and then at the flip side, I feel like everything that can go wrong has gone wrong for the Padres. Yes, but also now they're going to get Tatis back in the middle of the season instead of. I'm curious. To, so we're going to also. I'm going to put some notes in here and keep track of the early season injuries and then see where the teams end up. So like the Red Sox, how good is Chris Sale going to be in three months? The Padres, the Astros, like all these teams are potential contenders. Yeah. So it's like what? How? How much is these these players coming back going to impact them halfway through the season? Yeah, again, and and that's that's for me uh, an interesting thing for our Mets mm-hmm. is you know Tyler McGill he's he's popping off first half when he first came into the league he was striking out thirteen people per nine innings mm-hmm. right uh, he had a, a three five ERA in his first four starts second half he had some ups and downs uh, he had some amazing months though. And his month of July, he he was very very good. He had a one zero four ERA and five starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's an interesting case. I think I think that's the thing is like who's somebody that nobody talks about that's gonna pop off. Give me something that no one really expects. Would it be ridiculous to off? say that 
Clayton Kershaw has a possible Cy Young year. Yes, so that's a great one. I yeah. love that one, right? Nobody's saying that that's something that could happen, mm-hmm. but would anybody really be shocked if he does? <sighs> yes and no, because I know the the Kershaw's getting old narrative is definitely a thing. He was hurt at the end of last year, wasn't available in the playoffs, um, but he looks filthy in spring training. Yep. Like prime Kershaw's velos there, and his off-speed's always been ridiculous. And think about him last year, right, in his, like, down year. Mm-hmm. He had a 3.55 ERA in 22 starts. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's – I don't really think he's fallen off. Maybe a little compared to his one-whatever MVP season. Yeah, I, I love that take. I love that take. I, th- I could absolutely see that happening. Do we expect it? No. No. But could he do it? Yeah. Yeah, and he, and he's, he's not the number one anymore. He's got Walker Bueller ahead of him who's just as good. I, th- I think he's going to surprise some people this year, as long I, as he stays healthy. I, I, I love that take. Again, the last two years he's made what is a single year of starts. Yeah. Right? He made 32 starts the last mm-hmm. two years. I, I can't just hold that against him, right? The one year he had a 2-1 ERA, yeah, it was the short in 2020 season. But he was a 2-1 ERA. It's not like he was some bum. In what, and probably like 12 starts? In 10 starts. 10 starts, yeah. And then you look at last year and he makes 22, and it's like, okay, like, yeah, he's 33. But, like, that's not your finished. And look at what Scherzer does. And look what all these guys. And, like, I don't think that Kershaw has gotten by with being a dominating velo guy in a while. Yep. Right? His stuff is just he knows how to pitch and work around guys, and he's got enough. And you know what he, he, he kind of reminds me of? The, the Mets version of Pedro Martinez. Right? Like, mm-hmm. you're no longer getting by with this. You're getting by with the nasty curveball, the off-speed stuff, placement, guile, and just knowing how to get it done. Yep. Um, I think that's a, that's, a great, that's a great hot take. That's a great hot take. Deets, you got one? All right, so I might go too spicy with this one. Oh, yeah. Um, Spice me up, baby. Oh, cayenne pepper. Albert Pujols is going to hit 35 home runs. Wow! <laughs> Hello. Wow! Hello. Wow! He's 21 away from 700, and I think that is something that means a lot to him. So I think this offseason is going to rejuvenate him as a player, even though he's definitely up there in age. Uh, but also coming back to St. Louis, I think that's just going to be a big thing, being with Yachty again, being in front of that crowd that he, you know, was a great player his, what, half of his career in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So he might not be the same player, but I think he's still got some pop in him, and uh, let's see him. Let's well, see if he does it. Well, so let let let's let's break that down. Let's let's un, un unpack that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, last year after he got moved to the Dodgers, right? Twelve home runs in eighty five games. Seven fifty nine OPS, right? The twenty twenty season is an anomaly for pretty much everybody, so it's hard for us to look at it, right? Mm-hmm. Who knows what he was dealing with? Who knows what's going on? So we go back to the 2019 season with L.A. He got 545 plate appearances. He got 491 at-bats. That season, he hit 23 home runs. Dennis, I don't think it's crazy. He's going to get to DH, right? He will will be DHing only. He will get to DH. You're right. I think this is a last hurrah, get in shape, focus up mash and go after I, I think that's a great hot take so you said 35 yeah okay i think 30 would have been like a 30 well, would have been a good line head, yes I would have been like 30 is a great line mm-hmm. 35 is probably where i get aggressive but I, i'll i'll that's the heat in his take i'll i'll do the that's the heat in your take yes i'll put a hedge on that 
And I'll say that that's a that's a podcast take. I love that take. Okay. I think that so we'll, we'll, add, we'll add it to our curriculum. Let's go into our, our extracurriculars. Our at, <laughs> like once a month, we got to do the 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 Pujols watch, All and right. we got to see how he's trending towards thirty home runs. I'm down. I'm down. So we got a Pujols check, we got a Notani watch, and we got a Soto watch, just just for starters, right? And then. We'll keep building on them as we go through. Keep the building season. on them. Is there? A, oh well, we also we also got my 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 five. Oh yes, Mets thirty home runs takes, and Mets we got the, the 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 Kershaw check Kershaw. in. Kershaw. Oh yes, I love this. I love all this. Well, it's gonna be Mets versus Yankees if we're being honest, because because we have the the bet with Josh. Yes. What was the what was the stakes on that bet? Was there any top top five players on each team who has more home runs? Okay, I think that's what it was. Gotcha. Oh no! It was it was Mets hit more home runs than the Yankees. Okay. Just I think I think we wound up doing top five because it made more sense that way. Right. That's why you have you were trying to list your five. That no, my five sense. was the first thing. Then he was saying the Yankees. I was like, dude, they'll. I said last year I thought they'll hit more home runs. Um, well, who would the Yankees five be for you? Stanton. Yep. Uh, Judge. Donaldson. Donaldson. Gallo. And. I could see Rizzo with the I short porch. I could see Rizzo, yeah. Could you? Yeah. You think Rizzo's their next pop? What's what's Riz been averaging home runs wise? Do you can you pull that up? Yep. Hmm. But I, I think he hit twenty two last year in totality. The last time he hit thirty two was twenty seventeen. He was twenty five in twenty eighteen, twenty seven in twenty nineteen, twenty two last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he this will be his age thirty two season. Maybe he tries to adjust a little bit and make more use of that short porch. The, I mean, he's been in Chicago. He hasn't had that. The other thing, too, is in 49 games last year with the Yankees, he hit eight home runs versus 92 games with the Cubs. He had 14, so he was outpacing what he was doing with the Cubs when he was with the Yankees. Yeah, okay. but his OPS was down. Yeah, but it's not the end-all, be-all. We've seen people have lower OPS seasons and also have high home run totals just because they don't get mm-hmm. doubles. For sure, but then, then that's my point. He, he was hitting – more doubles when he was in Chicago. He got the short porch benefit he got with the eight home runs was there. And again, I think that that's where I would say yes, I'm with you on the home run numbers. Yeah, I could go. I could go with Rizzo being the guy. I could go with Rizzo being okay, the guy. I like that for sure. And again, like we we line it up right. And this is this is where I, I we we go we go back and forth right. Who's the top home run hitter for each of those teams? We think. We think Judge or Stanton hits more. I said I said Stanton. Yeah, I think Stanton. But I I think Pete. I could beats, rock with Judge. But I think Pete beats out Stanton. I think Pete ends up know. hitting more home runs this year. I don't know. Stanton plays in smaller yards. Stanton plays in less games. Maybe. But last they also, year, last they didn't year, have Gallo Stanton, until the second half. Last year, Stanton got 510 in bats, hit 35 home runs. So he hit less home runs than Pete last year. Okay. What did Pete have? 37. 37. And I and we all know Pete slumped almost the entire series, year. Mm-hmm. Like he he turned it on like post All Star game. Yeah, after his home run derby. Yeah, after his home run derby, I hope he's he found having a himself secret again. one pre like he might have had one yesterday just for fun just to get himself locked in. I hope he did. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Pete Pete hit thirty seven home runs and had a four two WAR. And, and that's that's again. So I'm gonna go with the number one guy. It's on the Mets. The number two guy is a Yankee. It'll be Judge. If it's not Stanton, it's Judge. If it's not Judge, I think both guys lose to Pete, but both guys beat the Mets' next best home run hitter. Right? 
But then it come then to me it starts to become the tricky situation. Who's the third guy? For what? For the Yankees. Who do we think hits the third most home runs? Donaldson. Donaldson, yeah. Okay. But the caveat with Donaldson is he's so injury prone. So again, and he hit twenty six home runs and last year. They're asking him to be their starting third baseman all the time. He hit twenty six home runs last year. Mm-hmm. And that is less than Escobar. In how many games? 457 at-bats. Okay. So that's what, how many games? I, I don't know. Oh, I, I'm going I'm going because I'm, I'm looking. Escobar had 549 at-bats, uh, So and Donaldson had 457. So he had 100 more at-bats and only two more home runs. Donaldson did? No. Or Escobar. Escobar had two more home runs, but he also had – all right, you played 130 100 games more, last year. 100 more at-bats. I think the Yankees would be super happy if you played 130. And to me, I think the the Mets' third guy is going to end up being Dom Smith. I think Dom hits the third most. Uh, third Who do you most, have as second? Second, I, I think, is Lindor. Okay. I think Lindor absolutely I think smacks specifically the ball. because of a number of games played. I think they're, they're going to end up being close. Sure, I, I don't think it'll be far off, and that's yeah. that's my point. It starts to become the chicken or the egg. Who who do you choose, right? I think that we're gonna see somewhere in the ballpark of thirty five to forty home runs for Lindor. I think Frankie is ready to tear. And the second yes. half, he hit he hit a lot more, um, and he finished with twenty, and he he batted like a hundred and eight for part of the season. So that's where I'm going. Uh, again, I like the hot takes. What everybody thought was a hot take last year when I was like, Otani's going to have the greatest season in the history of the league. We were right. You yeah. heard it here first. What's your guys' hot takes? What do you guys think is going to happen? Tell us in the comments. Remember, like, and subscribe. We appreciate all you guys. I'm ready for an amazing season. 2022 season. Let's go. Baseball lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. <laughs>